Counseling Your Parents on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I am delighted to welcome Dr. Sam Stevens here with us. Uh, Many of you may know Sam. He is the director of our training center certification, and he helps to oversee uh, many of our training centers across the U.S., and I'm delighted that he's here today to talk about a very important subject that I think is, is critical even for many of us as we grow up into maturity in the Lord Jesus. Um, it's interesting for us when we think about our parents and even ministry to parents and, and how over time sometimes that relationship may change, you know, because what we primarily think of our parents and the things that we teach very strongly is that parents are responsible for discipline, for training in righteousness, for discipleship. They are the primary places at which God has given us to train the the children as they're raised. And so being in that position, we often have as children just a perception of our parents as uh, as if maybe, maybe things are going well for them. They're trying to pour into us. But as life happens and as we begin to grow up in the things of the Lord, you know, some of that relationship starts to change. Um, Sam, can you talk a little bit about uh, maybe some of your experiences as how that relationship changed. You're now uh, married, you have two children, and in that process of growing up from being a, a single young man in college to now being married with children, sometimes that relationship with your parents changes. Talk just a little bit about those relationship changes. Sure, yeah. For me, I think this topic really came to bear in my life personally somewhere around seven years ago. My family, extended family, went through a difficult tragedy. We had a, um, a loss in our family that was sudden and unexpected. And I was in seminary at the time, studying miles and miles away. And uh, I don't know if this is the experience of some of our listeners who, who went to seminary, but tragedy hits, and where do people turn to? They turn to the seminary student. And uh, I found that in my preparation up to that point, I had a, a lot of tools in my toolbox, if you will, on how to minister to those that are hurting and counsel God's Word to people in and out of the church, but to family members, especially my parents, this was a a new road for me, and I found uh, a difficulty that I didn't expect. Um, It was different than just having the right answers theologically. It was different than just being able to walk into a situation and say, hey, everyone, I'm a seminary student. I've got this. It's going to be okay. There was real hurt. Uh, my parents were confused. They were sorrowful. My family at large had a lot of questions. And uh, that spoke into not just big, large theological concepts, but everyday life, the pains and hurts of everyday life. So uh, for me, thinking about now the tables are turned, these people who have spent my entire lives shepherding me, guiding me, teaching me, protecting me, I find myself almost overnight walking into a situation where they're asking me questions. They're asking for guidance. They're looking for a word of comfort from me. You know, my mother who comforted me when I fell down as a kid or my dad who seemed to be bigger than life and and a superhero to me were the ones that were experiencing difficulty Mm -hmm. and a sorrow. So um, I think for me, adjusting into that new reality, saying, okay, how do I view my parents in a way that... uh, they're not just my parents now, they're my brother and sister in Christ. 
and I have a responsibility to speak God's Word to them at this time. Yeah, it's interesting how that relationship changes, especially as we grow up into maturity. We we start to recognize that that our parents, which often their their troubles were hidden from us maybe as children, it's interesting to see that they're real people, that they struggle, right. that they're, uh, they don't know everything. And, uh, and so now as some of that changes, uh, us being able to give perspective, to learn to do some of those one another's. Now, now we understand certainly that, that we don't speak to an older brother or an older sister um, in a rebuking way. The Scriptures warn us against that. But there's a way that we can speak even to our parents uh, through some of these opportunities uh, as they come up. Talk, talk about uh, just how life unfolds and some of those opportunities as they arise. They, they arise suddenly. They arise sometimes without planning, uh, just in normal conversation as they're talking about their life and you're engaging them, as you mentioned, now uh, more as, as friend and more as uh, brother and sister in the Lord Jesus as opposed to uh, now their primary responsibility is to, to, to shepherd you. We, we see very clearly in the Scriptures there needs to be a leave and a cleave, and, and when that leaving and cleaving happens, particularly in marriage, we do see that relationship change. So talk about how some of those opportunities came up as, as life unfolds. Yeah, well, actually, one verse that I kept going to, and the Lord kind of, I think, stuck out to me as I was studying the Scriptures was Proverbs twenty five eleven. Words aptly spoken are like apples of gold in settings of silver. And I think the intimidation factor, when I, when I was first thrust in this situation, in which people were looking to me, my, my own family members, my parents were looking to me for some direction, for some word, um, I was extremely intimidated. And, and exactly to what you said, there was the sense of, am I going to dishonor my parents by speaking into this situation? It, it wasn't necessarily a rebuking scenario, but even ministering to them, this was, a, this was a new territory for me. So would I be dishonoring my parents if I took this almost a role of authority here in counseling them in this sense. And this this passage, this simple uh, proverb brought me so much peace because I remembered that, and of course this is the spirit of counseling at large anyway, the intention behind me speaking anything in God's Word is for my counselee's benefit and good. And of course, especially so for my parents. And uh, whether that is a um, an admonishment or an encouragement, regardless, the spirit behind it needs to be an apt or fit word. And so I found myself in these scenarios to think uh, behind that. But uh, to what you said, always speaking with respect, compassion, and love to my parents, and remembering that even though their role as authority over me has changed, that honor does not change. And and really that speaks into any any counseling relationship. But especially with my parents, uh, keeping that at the forefront of my mind. When I spoke with my mother, I spoke with gentleness. Uh, even though in my mind, I might have seen the bigger picture, I might have seen more direct answers, I was walking with a sister who was really struggling with pain. With my father, who was has always been and still continues to be a great mo- uh, motivation and guiding factor in my life, I wanted to speak with clarity and directness, but also with uh, humility as well. So some of those things, I think, uh, keeping that in the forefront of my mind helped me to minister to them, but also um, honor them and, and not to, to dishonor them. 
You know, it's interesting when we think about our families and, and ministering to them, There, there's a lot of difficulty. It's sometimes very difficult to say things to people that you know so well and that know you very yes. well. And so sometimes that's really difficult. And it's interesting that biblical counseling has a different take on this uh, in these types of relationships. When you, If you were in a secular or professional setting, this would be absolutely not allowed in a therapeutic relationship. Uh, there, there are no dual relationships allowed if you know someone outside of that the professional counseling context. But biblical counseling takes certainly a different perspective here. Uh, we see that within the sphere of influence that the Lord has given us, He's given us those relationships for a purpose. He's even commanding us in the Scriptures with the one and others to make sure that we're taking care of our brothers and sisters. And so I would see family in this role, but it doesn't remove the fact that sometimes it is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about some of those difficulties, maybe some of those hindrances, the, the pressures that we feel or some of the awkwardness that we feel in those types of relationships. Right. Well, you actually spoke to one of them, uh, this idea of these are these are not projects, they're people. Actually, ministering to my parents, being able to have several seasons now in the, in the last few years to continue to be um, a source of comfort and direction from the Lord uh, to them has taught me so much about ministering to people at large because it's easy for me, maybe even a counselee that I would see for a, for a brief season and they would go their way. Uh, my parents, they're my parents. Uh, they're in my life. Uh, I love them. And, uh, of course, they know me. I know them. So being able to think through... Um, that I'm walking with these people long term. This is this is this is my natural life uh, here on earth. My parents will be in my life, and um, so I want to uh, always think about think about uh, the word that I speak now is not just about solving a problem in the here and now, but it's going to have impacts for for years. And and but th- that truth is the same for counselees, whether or not we they're in our our, our um, sphere of influence. For for long-term or not, uh, these are, if we counsel under the authority of the Word of God, we have to understand there is a long-term impact there. So I think that brought a measure of patience and, and long-suffering in my nature that I don't, I don't have naturally, mm. and, and it made me really think about the words that I said, and not just the words that I would say, but the, um, the motivation behind it and even the mode in which I delivered those words. I did it with uh, an extra ounce of peace and grace that maybe I wouldn't have before. I wanted to think through um, how my mom would not receive it today, but for the long term. Also, uh, at times, and this happens in all of our um, experiences, I think, our words are not received well. And so dealing with disappointment when um, I, I just knew exactly what to say to my mom in this moment with her struggle, and she didn't want to talk to a counselor, she wanted to talk to her son. And uh, in my own heart and mind, I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. Why can't she just understand? And having to step back and say, but remember, Sam, this is a difficulty that she's working through. This is this is hard. And one thing that I've learned, too, is it's the words that we say, but it's also the presence that we have. And uh, one of my mentors taught me the importance of ministry of presence, uh, being there and agreeing with those who suffer. This is hard. Uh, we, we dealt with some crises in, in our family. These were tragedies that were unexpected. And in the midst of the very beginning, the freshness of the tragedy, I had a lot in my mind. I had a lot that I wanted to say, but I knew my parents were in a place at that point. They needed me to be there. They needed me to be present, to listen intentionally, to um, 
to just be ready to to comfort, to to offer a hug, to to be there. And then when the opportunity would arise to speak a word of hope and encouragement in the midst of a very difficult situation. So but, you know, it's always difficult when you when you take a new role, uh, again, a role of, of a son and then all of a sudden a role of, of, of a biblical counselor, of, of someone who is concerned not just for my parents' welfare as parents, but my parents' welfare as brothers and sisters in Christ. So thinking about those things have been pretty important for me. Uh, there's also been a few scenarios where my parents have received bad counsel. When my mom had, had gone through a, a particular situation, she was telling me many things that her friends would say or things that she would read, and uh, they would just speak in, you know, they, they seeming, seemingly in the moment would speak into the scenario and bring some peace. But I realized on this end, uh, this counsel is not biblically grounded. It's not going to lead my mom into a, a long-term solution. This is only temporary fixes. And uh, it really hit me at an emotional level. It was more than just me thinking about, well, this bad, my, my counselee's heard bad counsel. I need to correct this. But it impacted my mom's life. Wow, that really, um, that really challenged me. So how do I navigate those waters? Well, going back to what I said, I had to be gentle, I had to be patient, and I had to be clear and consistent in the word of encouragement that I gave her. And so when I heard my mom share something that I saw concern with, I wouldn't just lambast her. I wouldn't just say, no, that's not right. And mom, that's going to lead you to a bad place. But I wanted to gently guide her to a place where she would see the sufficiency of what God's word says. And again, that is applicable, not just to counseling our parents. That is every counseling situation. I was trained in seminary. I know the right language. I know the theological categories. It's easy for me to be abrupt and maybe bold in some of my correction and not loving and kind, we need to do it with gentleness and patience, nevertheless, speaking the truth. So I, but I think that, that really came to the forefront in, me, in my life, in my counseling journey, when I had to uh, counsel with those who intimately knew me and I intimately knew them. Yeah, I think it's important as we work through life. Sometimes we we miss opportunities to minister. I mean, I mean, you know how this is, right? When you have an opportunity to share Jesus with someone, and maybe we miss it. Maybe we didn't see the opportunity, or maybe we uh, denied in that moment and we didn't share the gospel. And there are lots of opportunities that the Lord places right into our lap, and and sometimes that's with relationships that have been building and growing for years, and through as we've spoken about, opportunities of disappointment and uh, struggle through family life and and normalcy of struggle in family life, uh, we have opportunities. How do we see these as good opportunities where we can be faithful to the Lord while loving deeply through disappointment, through difficulty, because that's what love really means, is loving despite. How do we do that, and how do we do that well in these uh, really wonderful opportunities where we can take the truth of the Word and grow with the people that we're ministering to because we love them so deeply. Right. Well, th- there are so many, but I'll, I'll list three that have come to uh, to my mind. One is that I have had the unique and, and uh, opportunity and privilege really to in- reinvest in those who have invested and shepherded me for my whole life. What, what an honor that my parents would come to me and say, Sam, we need a word. Um, give us a word of encouragement from from the Lord uh, very humbling. And so taking that opportunity, seeing me become now partners with them, uh, co-laborers with them, uh, has added a new facet to our relationship. Um, also, to see growth and sanctification happen in my parents' lives. I think, as you said, growing up as a child, 
I thought, wow, my parents, they're the whole package. They know all the answers. Uh, they navigate life without any problems. And to see my parents as humans has only grown my love and appreciation for them. They are imperfect. Uh, they have struggles like everyone else, but they so seek to grow and to know our Lord more. And that really has come to culminate in, in the greatest privilege of all that I have moved now from child to confidant in my, in my parents' lives. And we are friends. And I, I, you know, I've heard people say that as they grew older, but now that I'm actually in that scenario, I am humbled and I'm privileged to now uh, call them my friend. You know, it's obvious today we've been talking about a relationship where our parents are more than likely believers. But I would encourage you, even if you have parents who are not believers, your childhood was not a, a helpful experience, uh, that, that you can take on a role just like this, where the Lord gives you opportunity through that relationship that you might not have chosen uh, to be a minister. And maybe in the future we'll uh, do a podcast talking about that important ministry of children to their parents, especially those who are unbelievers. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to thank you for submitting several of your questions to the podcast for subjects that we can entertain, and we are in process of scheduling those and getting to those. I want to invite you to send more. They have been really good and encouraging to us as questions that need to be talked about and answered and talked through, and we want to do that. I also want to remind you that we are in the last month before our annual conference in Memphis, Tennessee, October 5th through 7th. And so I want to invite you, if you're not already planning to attend, make sure that you make plans today. Uh, we are excited to welcome what looks to be our largest conference attendance ever. And so to be together, to enjoy God's Word, to learn as we grow together, to minister well to the brokenness around us. If you want more information about this topic or any of the things we've spoken about today on our podcast, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.